welcome to the very first episode of the Let's UX podcast, in which I hope to help you get your user research efforts off the ground and improve your user experience just one step at a time. Today's episode is for you if you've thought about doing user research but haven't quite taken that first step. Not to worry, I will take you through six simple steps to get you started today. Yes, that's right, today. We're going to keep it that simple that you can take action and get the results you wanted. I think it's brilliant that you're here taking an interest in user research. So getting more people involved in that process of design and development, we're going to create better products and everybody's going to be so much happier, let's face it. So let's get stuck in. If it's a bit of a mystery as to when or why you would start doing user research, I think there are three main reasons. The first is to understand your customers better, their lives, their language, where they would use your solution, other solutions they've tried. And all of this information will help you make design decisions further along because you won't be projecting your own preferences and experience and you'll be thinking more of of your real customers. Another could be to test out your website or your app. If you don't really know how well it's performing, the best way is to put it in front of people and observe them use it. And another reason could be to explore new ideas, new concepts, and to iterate on those ideas with them and get feedback. And that's the only way to really evolve and iterate designs before they're developed. So you're saving money further down the line by getting clear on are these good solutions? How well would they work? So the six steps I'll talk you through today start with defining what it is you want to find out. Secondly, it's finding the people recruiting the participants for your study. Step three is organising the materials. Step four is looking at the structure of the session. Step five is actually running the session. And of course, once you've run the session, is taking the time to review and reflect on what you found out. So the first thing to do is to identify the one question. What is that one thing that is holding you back, that is causing debate among your team, that is giving you a headache? Do you have too many ideas to choose from? You're not sure which one to take forward. Maybe you don't know enough about your customers, where they are, how they use your website, what they need from you, which other competitors they might be approaching. Maybe you don't know how well your website performs, or maybe you see some data in your analytics, but you don't quite know what happens. So all of these might give you insights on what it is you want to investigate first. If it is about your customers that you would like to focus and understand them better, then something like a casual informal interview might be the best way forward. So thinking of one or two questions and breaking those down so that you can have a a conversation around them and find out more. If you're not sure how well your website's working, it'll be more like a usability test. And I would suggest that you focus in on one specific aspect or one specific flow that will help you run that session and get a specific answer to that question. 
if it's something new and you've got concepts or ideas, it'll maybe be a bit of a mix where you're interviewing as well as sketching or exploring ideas. The second step is to identify some participants. You're going to aim to recruit five people for a 30 to 40 minute session each. So you'll want to look at your calendar and think about when you could fit those in and more or less have a quiet time to do that, allowing time either side. I wouldn't suggest putting them back to back because things overrun and you re need to reset everything. So do not put them back to back, but leave 10 or 15 minutes in between. That will also help write down any notes that you want to in it after each session. But you're going to approach, just check those things in case tech fails you on the day. You'll also want to have a little run through to make sure you know how to screen share if it's Zoom you're using or Google Meet or any of these. So you're confident and comfortable doing that. If you have pre-prepared questions, then that's so much the better. But also expect that on the day things will go a bit off track. But just be very clear if you have one question you want answering to get that one answered. If it's something more conceptual, a new idea that you're exploring, you might want examples from other websites. And the same again, you might want the links and you might want screenshots. And you will no doubt want pen and paper to be able to do sketches. You probably want a nice thick pen so that when you, if you sketch and hold it up at the camera, the other person can see it. And you might want to request the same of the other person. And then any questions you have, just break them down, make sure they're simple and they're not too leading. So think about what is the question you're, you're asking and how you can explore that question and get a clear answer. On the day, the structure of the session will be the following. First, you'll likely do a little sound check and that's just when they're phoning up and logging in. One more thing to add is just to make sure that you both have each other's phone numbers because on the day, if the Wi-Fi goes down, at least you can phone each other up. So now we'll look at structuring the session. The first part is really just the sound check to make sure you can hear and access and see everything correctly. This can be a part of the introduction and the warm up and you just really want to break the ice and build a bit of rapport. Now to help you with your note taking, you're going to need to ask if you can record the session uh, before you actually start recording, of course. So just say why you would like to record which is likely to be because it really helps you with your note taking and then you can go back and review them great you've got some people ready or you're waiting for some answers in the meantime you're going to prepare the materials so this is more about organizing and creating the materials that you have already as opposed to creating a whole set of new ones however things that you have used whether you've used a, an email that you've sent out to people Keep a copy of these things because they'll, they'll serve you as a template for the next time around. So if you're going to look at doing a sort of test of your website or one aspect of it, and I suggest keeping it very focused from your original question so that the scope doesn't grow too big and it doesn't get into a, a study that's out of control, then we need to focus on which links you need, what state of the website you need, whether you need any passwords, logins, credit card payments and so on and getting all of that organized. If you are looking to test a specific part of a, um, an existing website or app, then also you're going to structure the, the session around a scenario with a task or two. 
And again, we're keeping it to half an hour so you won't have time for much more than really one or two tasks at the most. So that will mean you'll set the scene for the user. Depending on how familiar they are already with your website, that might need a little bit more background or not. And then you're going to ask them to imagine that today they've come to your website and you're going to give a bit of a description as to why they would do that and then ask them to take over from there. Just on the off chance that the website is down or they cannot access it for some reason, it's nice to have a backup. And this can be as simple as opening a PowerPoint and taking screenshots of your website in the correct order of the screens they would see if all went well. If you're exploring more of the customer's habits, then you might not even need that and you're just looking to structure your question or maybe break it down into two or three questions so that you can have a quick interview with them and maybe be quite open for them to talking about or showing you other websites they use or how they work or things like that. And then if you're looking to do some sort of sketching or exploring new ideas, again, you can take photos with your phone. You can have ask them to have a, a pen and paper next to their, their desk and they can hold it up and show it through the camera. It doesn't have to be technical at all or very complicated. A document camera is one nice way to sketch so the other person can see it, but I don't think many users would have a document camera to hand on their side but we can just keep it really simple and they can sketch and they can hold things up at the screen. Or you can use something like the collaborative whiteboards like Miro or Google has one where you can just work together and draw on the same whiteboard, virtual whiteboard together. We've defined the question, just to recap so far, we've got a question, we've kept the scope very small because that's gonna help us keep a very simple study and then we're gonna get an answer to a question we have so we can take action moving forward. We've ident identified um, suitable participants and we might be just waiting to hear back from them. And then we are looking at organising the materials and we're making sure we've got a bit of a backup if we need to access anything live. There's always a, the demo risk of uh, things not working just when you need them. And so then we're just going to have a note of what else we need for that session. The main thing is, is a way to take notes that are going to be useful and quick to share or digest afterwards. So here you can either set up whatever you're most comfortable with. It could be a notepad with uh, very clear sections of question one, question two, the user reference. So it might be user one, user two, user three, and so on. And also you really want to define what you're looking for. So at the end, is it a satisfaction score? Is it a yes, no to a question you've posed? Is it a list of links to different websites to explore? What is going to mark that session as being useful and successful for you? You will also need to just be very comfortable with the technology you've chosen to use. Is it a Zoom meeting? Is it a Google Meet? Whatever it is, can you share your screen comfortably? Have you got a good connection? Have you got headphones and a couple of options? It's definitely worth having the phone number to hand just in case on the day they can't connect and vice versa, pass them your phone number so they can ring you. In the worst case scenario, you can improvise something over the phone or reschedule. Now the first test, imagining you've been able to schedule between three and five, the first one is always a bit rough, but that's fine. It's good practice to plan for running a pilot. 
this is where things can go a bit wrong, a bit pear-shaped, or you can just tidy things up or, or redirect the other sessions once you've seen how that one's gone. If you have someone to practice with, then do it, go ahead. And if not, just assume that the first one will be a pilot. And you can even tell them so. Say, oh, this is, thank you for being my guinea pig. This is the first one I'm running. So let's hope it all goes well. Okay, so now we're going to look at what is going to be the structure for the session on the day. The first part is likely to be a sound check. Just whilst you connect to each other, if you're running this through Zoom. And it's a bit about just breaking the ice and building a little bit of rapport. So there might be a short introduction to what you're doing and why, but you don't need to go into too much detail. I think it's just enough just to say thank you for helping me. This information is going to just help me grow my business or improve my website or whatever the broader vision is. Now to help you again with the note taking, it's really helpful to record sessions, but you do have to ask permission. So I would you have to also give them the option to not. If they say no, I don't think that's happened to me yet, but if they say no, then you cannot record it, obviously. But you could still have the session go ahead. And then you've just got to have your note-taking back up, ready to go. So hopefully you've organised that already anyway. So you should ask them, is it okay if I'm recording this? I just It's going to help me so much with the note-taking and probably in a month when I've gone through all my studies, I will just delete the recording. It won't be broadcast anywhere. Um, it's just to help me out. And normally that's totally fine. At the start of the user research session, we usually say something that makes people laugh. And this is that there are no right or wrong answers. That we are here to test the website or the app or the idea and not to test the person participating. Of course, that's to help them speak freely and openly and to give you constructive, open feedback without fearing that you will be offended or worried by anything that's negative. Encourage them that this is the moment to give you that feedback, good or bad, so that you can actually take action and improve things for yourself, for your business and for the users as well. The other thing that is unusual in user research is that awkward silences are quite welcome. This is because you don't really want to lead the user to one conclusion or another. So when they ask you, what does this mean? Or should I click here? You want to avoid answering them. So it's good to give them a heads up before you start the tasks or the questions so that they know that you want them to imagine you weren't here to help them. And you will ask them, um, what do you think it means? Or what would you do if I wasn't here? And of course, seeing as that is quite frustrating, at the end of the session, try to allow a few moments to revisit those questions and to actually answer what the participant asked you. You're going to set the scene and walk the user through a little bit where, where they're coming into the scenario or what you're hoping to find out. But we're going to avoid the leading questions, so we don't want to give them the answers directly. So here you're going to hand over to the user, and if you're sharing your website or even anything that you have mocked up, it could be a PowerPoint still, then you're going to ask them to sort of lead and tell you what they think and to think out loud the whole way through. You can prompt them if they get stuck, but you'll leave some time at the end of the session to answer their question. And at the end of the session, just any thank yous and follow up and have you arranged an incentive? Are they expecting anything and how you'll get that to them? If you need to post it, what their address is. 
And also, if they would be happy to follow up another time, if you have any other further questions or if they would like to recommend someone else, then to get in touch, because it's always good to be building those contacts for future sessions. All right. So after each user, it's a great idea to go back and check on your notes, tidy them up, check the recording is fine and get ready for the next person. And then you've reached step six, which is writing up, drawing a conclusion, sharing your findings. It might just be you working on this. So obviously that will depend on your situation, but it is worth writing up to get your thoughts clear to have for future reference and to share with anyone who might be on your team now or soon will be. It's also good to keep that short and sweet. So on one side of paper, whether digital or real, and marking out whether you have an answer to the question you set out to establish, or if you need to look at that further. And then also a different section for ideas, things to fix, things to look at, maybe the person or the people you've spoken to have inspired you or mentioned other websites out there and you want to have a look at those. So just keeping a note of all that, because even though it's probably very clear in your head today, a few weeks down the line, when you want to look back at that, it will look a bit foggy. And hopefully there you can see everything you need to. I really hope you've seen that setting up a user research study can be quite straightforward, cost effective and not too time consuming. Each time you do it, you'll get quicker and more efficient because you'll be generating the templates that you can use again. You'll know what works for you, your team and your product and you'll gain confidence as you go. This has been the Let's UX podcast, the first episode on getting your user research started in six simple steps. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it was helpful and I would love it if you would subscribe and share. And also if you would give me some feedback or ask me any questions that you have about running this process, I would love to hear how your studies went. See you next time.